Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swaddlers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swaddlers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Spill the Baby Tea, a podcast where we candidly talk about all things motherhood and parenthood. My name is Helen Wu Wang. I am a mom to a 22-month-old baby boy, and I'm here to create a space where we can all share, connect, and feel a little less alone. On today's episode, I have one of my good friends, Kathy Wynn on. She has been on the ABG podcast two times now, once talking about her birthing story, which was not an easy one at all for her with her baby girl, Isla, and her second time talking about her experience being a single mom. She is someone who needs no introduction. But for those of you who are not familiar, Kathy is one of the OG YouTubers out there. She is a singer, an actress, a content creator, a former x-ray tech, and a mother extraordinaire to the sweetest five-year-old girl. She is an incredible human that has one of the kindest hearts that I know, and she's one of my good friends. So welcome to the podcast again, Kathy. (laughs) Hello, hello. I am back, and I am so sorry you have to hear my voice again. But we love you. your voice. Thank you, Helen. <laughs> thank you for having me back on. Or actually, no, first time on Spill the Baby Tea, though. So this is this is that's different. true. Yes, this is a treat. Yes, it is. To all the parents out there, we are in this together. So let's get this episode started. Okay, Kathy. So thank you again for joining me on this episode. Before we dive into our topic of discussion for the day. I want to ask you how you are doing, and this is going to be with a prompt of your giggle and drool of the week. It's similar to the concept of a rose and a thorn, but a giggle and a drool because babies. Mm -hmm. So let's start with your drool. What is your drool of the week? This is exciting. Oh my gosh. I listened to all of this and now I get to be a part of it. You listen to all the episodes? Yes, of course. (laughs) My gosh. Okay. So drool first, right? Yes. Uh, drool of the week. Um, okay, well, we did just go through a time change. Yep. <laughs> where, yes, although we gained we gained that one hour of sleep, but I just feel like my day just got shorter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it feels like this for the first few weeks after the time change, because for me, I'm always scrambling to get things done when I live in school or when she's away. And I think it matters so much because a lot of our work as creatives involves us having to shoot and film. And I personally depend a lot on the sun. So that requires sunlight. And so I have a very tiny window every day to be productive. Yeah. And so Isla goes to school 
in the mid-afternoons, which is kind of, you know, messes up with my schedule to begin with. But yeah, she goes to school in the mid-afternoons now. And by the time I go pick her up, it's all dark. And for some reason, for me, darkness equates to unproductivity. (laughs) And it's just like very Mm -hmm. much a me problem. But that is my jewel, adjusting to the time change and just struggling to find um, efficiency in my days. Yeah. I mean, so you just dropped her off at, I know, at 1 p.m., right? Yes. Yeah. And then what time do you pick her up? She gets off at 5. Oh, my gosh. That is such a short period of time. I know. For, oh, my goodness. Okay. I, I wasn't aware that that was your schedule. Yeah. I agree that this time change is like, it sounds great, but like baby boy is just waking up earlier now or mm-hmm. is it earlier? earlier? Yeah, yes. earlier. Earlier, yes. He's waking up earlier. And so I'm waking up earlier and I agree when we're going for our walks now, I'm like, is this safe? <laughs> it's already yeah. so dark yeah, outside because yeah, yeah. we usually walk around six o'clock and now now he holds a flashlight. Oh, my God. Like shining it in his eye. I'm like, is that safe? <laughs> Nothing safe anymore. <laughs> oh Time change, gosh. I feel like it's rough for for all parents I out know. there. Oh, and like, I'm also about to start my period. So I've been like extra irritable this week. Mm. And so I do take that out on Isla sometimes that I am fully aware of. And that's just something that I constantly feel horrible about too. So that's my drool. Oh, Isla. Isla's so incredible. Oh, I love her so much. She's like one of the most empathetic and kind-hearted kids I've ever met. She is, she is amazing. And I think she's a mini you. She's like oh. truly a reflection of you. Thanks. Yeah. She's much cooler though. <laughs> Okay, I will share my drool of the week. I feel like this drool is not just for this week, but for this season of my life. It is the unknown, and it's the unknown related to family planning. And what that means, you know, for every aspect of my life, like I'm sitting at the very early stages of still having these thoughts about family planning, but it's it's so real because it's just scary. It's mm-hmm. like an, a life-altering decision that not only affects like you and everyone around you is like every aspect of your life, whether it's your personal ambitions, your living situation, if you need to expand your house, if you need to move into a better school district, it impacts your financial situation, your relationship with like your partners, your partner (laughs) or partners (laughs) and your friends. Literally every aspect of your life needs to be considered. So I'm trying to be intentional about it and not just let things happen. It's just, I think, a lot to think about. And I know it's, exciting and everything will work out for itself in the future. But just a lot of the thinking process is what is considered a drool for me in this period of time, because the unknown is always a scary thing. It's just Mm -hmm. forever going to be, I'm the type of person that just catastrophizes everything. So I'm just like, what's going to (laughs) happen? I feel that deeply that I feel like I've been in that drool stage for a very long time. And yes, still now that's, I could add that to my drool of the week too. Like, yeah. For sure. The unknown is scary, but also exciting, but also scary. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. How about your giggle? What's your giggle of the week? Giggle. So as many of you may or may not know, I am currently co-parenting. And so that allows me to have some of my weekends open. And that was the case this past weekend. And I was able to take a little solo staycation. Mm. I like to treat myself every few months or so and do a little trip or a local getaway. And that's always a great way for me to just 
really set up some intentions for myself and just have absolutely no responsibilities. I stayed local this time, but really was able to fulfill what it was that I intended to do on the trip. And I am proud of myself for checking off a box that I've been holding off on and have been meaning to do. Can you share what you've been meaning to do? Of course you know <laughs> I knew it. You I knew it. Well, okay. Well, I'm still in the very early stages of it and not quite ready to announce anything, but okay. let's just manifest that um, maybe I'll get to play them for you someday. Ooh, okay. That's a big hint. <laughs> That's a big hint. <laughs> Manifesting. Do you have a sound, a soundproof like hotel room? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I love this. Um, super excited for this. And I also love that you have these intentional like getaways for yourself. I know I saw on your stories, you were in this nice looking hotel room like, yes, Kathy, get it. <laughs> whatever it is, get it for yourself. I love it. Thank you. Everyone, keep an eye out for whatever this oh, gosh. thing is Kathy's working on. I'm super excited for it and we'll be supporting you whenever it comes out. Thank you. My giggle of the week is something that my baby has been doing for a few months now. And I know during these stages of toddlerhood, can't say that word, (laughs) it just, it feels like every month there is a new change. But he's been doing this since, I want to say since like June, which is about 16 months. And when someone asks me like, what is his personality? I usually say it's silly and smart. Those are like the two defining words Mm -hmm. for him right now. So we've been trying to teach him within our household, English primarily, and then Mandarin secondarily. And I speak Toisanese Mm -hmm. or Hoisanwa, which is a dialect of Chinese that my family speaks. And so we've been teaching him like how to count from one to 10. The dialect that I speak is one that is minimally spoken and comes from a much smaller region in China in the Guangzhou district. So not a lot of people speak it. So we're like, okay, English and Mandarin, let's focus on that. For some reason, when we tell him to count in Mandarin or in English, he will only count in Toisanese. He'll be like, like he does a little like, a little swoop. And then he'll look at us. Yeah, the little swoop. And then he'll look at us like, like, you know, like he has this little <laughs> conniving smile mm-hmm. about him. But th- th- he knows how to count in English yeah. and he knows how to count in Mandarin. But he just does it, I think, to get some reaction out of yeah, us. He's mess- and he'll, messing like, with you guys. <laughs> Yeah. And he'll do this thing where he, like, turns away and then, like, turns his head over his shoulders and, like, looks back at us and just smiles. I'm like, where did you get this from? <laughs> Who are you? Whose child are you? I'm like, pretty sure I've child. seen. I'm pretty That's- sure I've seen you do that before. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just it's it's a fun age. I think that's why it's my giggle of the week. But it's just yeah, he's he's being silly, I and his personality it. is definitely starting to to shine through. Actually, this morning when we went to music class, he keeps chasing older girls. I don't know why, but he's always chasing older girls. And he was so sad that one girl stopped paying attention to him. He walked up to her and like tapped her on the back of her shoulder. And just waited for her to respond Aww. and look at him. And then, like, ran away and looked over his shoulder like, are you chasing me? <laughs> it is. Oh, he's going to be a tough one. That's so cute. <laughs> oh, I miss him. So on today's episode, I wanted to bring Kathy on to talk about how our friends, whether they're parent friends or child-free friends, have best shown up to support us as relatively new moms. 
I know friendships between parents and our child-free friends can be quite tricky, and there can even be falling out of friendships that does happen quite often during this period of time. But this is a question that I get from my child-free friends who do want to show up and be more intentional friends by adapting to what a good friend means in this phase of our lives, of motherhood and of parenthood. These are friends that I personally do see as my lifelong friends because these are friends that are intentional and will be there for us through the inevitable changes, the ups and downs, all of what life brings us. So I wanted to bring Kathy on today because she is one of the first within our friend group, I would say, to have a kid. So she's been through this process and has the experience to answer the questions of how friends can best show up to support a mom or parent figure. But secondly, this topic came up because I remember there was one time we were out. It might have been at the beach or at the park or something. And I had my baby and a stroller with a bunch of baby things in the carriage. And I think any and all parents know what the car process is, right? If you have a stroller, it's like you bring the stroller to your car, you take your kid out, you got to buckle them up, strap them in, take everything out of your stroller, put it into your trunk, fold up your stroller, find a way to Tetris everything else into your car. And then the whole time you're on high alert in case someone were to come by and like steal your stroller or snatch your kid. (laughs) It's literally a process. Like every time, this is what I'm thinking about. But I distinctly remember putting my child in the car and without asking, Kathy was already helping me unload my stroller and putting things away in my trunk. And I had a moment where I thought to myself, huh, that is so that is so helpful. (laughs) And I didn't expect you to do that. But I thought to myself, you know, only a, a mom or a parent would know to do that without asking. And I know some parents out there might be different. They might be like, don't touch my shit. Like, I want it to be put away a certain way. But in that moment, I really did appreciate that you were taking those steps without asking to just sort of like help me out which is why I wanted to bring you on this podcast because I'm like, because a lot of people ask this question of like, how can I show up to support? And I feel like, you know, you kind of already know how to do that. So for you, how do you feel like your parent friends have shown up for you in unspoken ways? Yeah, I guess about that, like I, it's not just because you were alone that day. Like me, I guess I've kind of experienced both being alone and also being alone in parenting, like just because we're co-parenting. Like I, I noticed these things. Like I, wish I had someone around to kind of help me with whatever, small or big stuff. And so when I knew that it was just, I think maybe one of your early first outings, maybe with just you and him. And so I knew that that was like on your mind and that these little things were, it was a lot for you to get out of the house, you know, and to make Mm -hmm. it out in general. So little bits of, you know, help like that. I know that I would have appreciated myself too. So that's just me being me naturally. And I'm, I'm glad that you noticed that because I didn't really, I didn't think anything of it. So mm. for me early on, I didn't have too many parent friends around me. Um, like you said, like in my group of friends, like I was the first one to be a mom and I did have a close mom friend, uh, Carissa, in case you guys don't know the story, Carissa Alvarado from us, the duo, we made plans to get pregnant together and we did had our babies on the same day. Like that's yeah. Long story, but wild, crazy yes, story, wild story. Yes. <laughs> crazy, awesome story. But since that was such a new territory, like it was really comforting for me to have a close friend to experience all of that together. And soon after we had our babies, like we were basically out there trying to stay afloat on our own, how to parent on our own. Um, But thankfully, this was when parent friends 
like not anybody that, that was like super, super close, but parent friends or family members that were friends reached out and offered actual support, like coming over, bringing food, helping with feeding, even staying overnight. Like that was so needed. And I'm just so glad that I didn't have to ask for it. You know, like you don't mm-hmm, want to have to mm-hmm. ask for these things. Like you just kind of want it mm-hmm. to happen naturally. And that's kind of what happened. And I feel like there's a, a silent mutual compassion and understanding of certain struggles when you become a parent. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when I was pregnant or in those first few months after I had given birth, I had so many mom friends reach out to me and just show up for me in various ways. I mean, even for you, I remember you were like, hey, you're pregnant. I got some shit I got to get rid of. Like, I'm coming over with this massive, <laughs> massive pregnancy pillow and your best friend, the nursing yeah, yeah. pillow, and then a pack and play. Yeah. And you didn't even ask if I needed that. You were just like, I have this. I'm going to come over and bring it over. And I was like, oh, okay. Because I didn't even know what I needed. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'll take whatever I can get. And that type of friendship or that type of even like recognition that someone is going to go through something and having experienced, you're like, this is going to help you. You don't know it yet, but mm-hmm. let me just help you before you actually even figure it out. And then you're you're going to like go down this path of research and confusing yourself and like, here it is. Just take this, right? I'm yeah. Like, I did the research. I did the research for you. Take this. You did the research for me. <laughs> and that, I feel like that is what I've noticed with being a mom that is so helpful. It's like taking away some of that brain power of what I would need to do to make decisions for something else, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, just kind of like inserting yourself in a way where you're helping to give them the mental space back yeah. to think of something else yes. that they have to, to be yes. thinking about. Yes, yes, exactly. I mean, even like for my sister, she moved here a year ago now to LA. And I feel like that's been such a big change for me too, because now I feel like she is a part of my village. It's like having someone that you know you can always count on to drop by or to just be like, hey, I need a moment or I just need... I need someone to watch this child while like Mm -hmm. I go do groceries or like pick up dinner or something. And that has been so invaluable for me. And something that I've noticed in myself also, or I guess something that I do for her is I will wash her dishes. That's something I didn't think was a big thing at all. Like, of course, washing dishes or like household chores, it's always going to be a burden. But like for a mom... I don't know why. Washing dishes is just, ugh, it gets yeah. so much more burdensome. It's-, <laughs> it's so much more just like, oh, I hate it. I feel like when you become a parent, your love languages kind of shift and acts of service becomes like top. Like any little help yeah. helps so much. And I think that's a clear example of that. Like do something to help relieve me of my chores that I have to do. Yeah, yeah. So it's before I became a mom, like I would, yeah, go to a friend's house and they'll be like, oh no, just leave, you know, leave everything there. Don't worry about it. I'll clean it up. And now I'm finding myself changing my habits of how I am as a guest instead I'm like okay sure but then I'll still put it away or I'll still help to like start washing the dishes or something unless they like physically assault me and try to like push me away from the dishes it's like I know you have to do this and I don't care if you need to clean it a certain way you can at least just rinse it off later if you don't think it's clean enough but I'm still gonna just wash it for you and put it somewhere and you can do the rest later but at least like 80% of the work is done for you And I think that is something that, you know, for anyone out there who is, you know, just trying to help your mom friend out there or your parent friend, just helping out with house chores is always, always, always going to be helpful. Mm -hmm. 
Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swathers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swathers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swathers absorbs wetness better than a leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. How about for friends who are not parents? How have those friends shown up for you? I've got a handful of close, like close, close friends who are not parents. And I actually really appreciated it when I was struggling through my pregnancy. So this is, this even started before I gave birth. And so I had a rough pregnancy journey and you can hear all about the struggles and frustrations and fears that I've had on episode uh, 32 of ABJ podcast. 32, oh my God. 32, early, early double digits. Early Crazy. days. Yeah. <laughs> But really just had those friends come by and offer company during a time that I felt really alone and was actually physically alone during that time. Mm-hmm. And that was specifically memorable for me. Like there was an instance where um, we were together praying for Isla, who was still in my belly. And we all had our hands over like on my stomach and she moved and she kicked while we were praying over her. And That was such a beautiful and special moment that I will literally never forget. Mm. Like, it's not just being there for me physically, but the spiritual aspect of our friendships that just hits differently. Mm. I really do appreciate that as well. I love that. I love that. Yeah. I think sometimes friends can be there for you just physically helping out with things, but the emotional part of it is something that changes within us so much and we're trying to grapple with how our emotions are changing you know with parenthood and then friends who show up for you and who do support you emotionally while you're on this journey of still processing your emotions I think those are the true friends who stick with you for such a long period of time even after just you know the newborn stages it's like these are the friends who will be there for you through all the ups and downs of life yeah yeah one thing that I thought of was our friend Eric. The first week after I had given birth, like he showed up with a pot of soup, like a pot of solongtang. And he had all of the toppings pre-packaged. He had the noodles in a separate package. He actually bought a pot and the, the, the soup was already in the pot. The meat was already in the pot. And he's like, all you gotta do is put this on a stove, heat it up, add the and he had instructions or he sent a text with like all these different instructions of like add the noodles first let it boil then add the toppings in like the last minute and i feel like that as as someone who doesn't have his own child like i was shocked that someone would go to these lengths to just say like here is a home-cooked meal and i know you're gonna you know enjoy this and i know it's tough right now but that was like a, a huge a huge way that a friend showed up oh eric I love Eric. I know. (laughs) I mean, and then separately, I think another thing is like planning events that involve children, 
or accommodates for children. Yeah. Like there's so much more effort there for someone who doesn't have a child to be doing that for their friends who have kids. Mm-hmm. I just see that and I'm like, that is so thoughtful. Yeah. We have a uh, we have a Vegas trip or not a Vegas trip. Palm we Springs. have a uh, a Palm Springs trip coming up. And our friend, he is booking this huge Airbnb like compound <laughs> with many different en suites like inside. Yeah. And then he's like, there's going to be a separate children's wing for parents with kids so that you guys can go to sleep early and it's not going to be too disruptive. And even that whole planning process, I'm just like, I know, super incredibly thankful for friends who are looking out for us in that way. Yeah. Just so considerate. Yeah. Do you feel like there is a difference in how you approach friendships with people who are parents versus non-parents? Uh, I think for a while I couldn't relate, but now having experienced life child-free and having a full-grown five-year-old now, like <laughs> there, there's just that understanding. Like if you need to find a sitter or you have to leave early from a gathering, like I get it. I won't push you as hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. For, for any child-free friends, I'm like, what's your excuse? Like, why do you have to leave early? Like, why can't you hang? Or why can't you do this? But you know, at the same time, when a parent friend is out, I'm like, you deserve this. You deserve this moment. (laughs) We get so much more flexibility. I know. Otherwise, I'm just like, what do you have going on? But I'm like, oh, wait, I can't say that because I'm sure there's so much. Before I had a child, I had so much other things going on too. So it's like, yeah. But also like when you're with your parent friends, life revolves around your kids and like you can have conversations about that all day long and sometimes with non-parent friends like it takes a little bit more energy you know you kind of feel like what's currently happening in our lives that we can relate on or we can talk about and the connection is like all there but it's it's different not necessarily bad but it's different it takes different a different kind of energy to to sustain that yeah I agree I feel like even for us between like me and you I feel so comfortable talking to you not only about you know parenting and motherhood but also about like what that means in the context of our careers and our livelihood and how complex and difficult that struggle is Mm -hmm. of trying to balance the two and perhaps it's because we're sort of in the same industry of being content creators and moms but there's so much there and I and I know that like if I were to talk to a friend who is child free they would understand but it just takes a little bit more effort you know Mm -hmm. to get them to really understand what's going on mentally in this brain, in this mom brain of ours. Yes. But I think I'm so much more open to just talking about parenting things with obviously people who are parents. With non-parent friends, I make it a point to, maybe it's my fault, but I feel like I always make it a point to talk to them about what they're, what's going on in their lives. Do you feel like you do that too? It's like, I don't want to impose what's going on in my (laughs) life just because I'm a mom now mm-hmm. like I, I I always focus on the friend I, I let them lead the conversation if they want to talk about you know my kid then great I can talk about my kid but yeah if they want to <laughs> talk about their job then let's talk about your job <laughs> you know I yeah, don't want to bring yeah. that because obviously I could talk about my my baby all day but like I'm here for you too you know we're here to support each other through like life is happening for both of us. So I, we mm-hmm. want to be respectful and and hopefully, you know, fulfill the needs of our friendship in that way on both both sides. Yeah. And it's something that Philip and I have talked about too. It's like a lot of conversations now revolve around our friends who are still single, <laughs> I've noticed. Like 
65% of the conversation is about dating <laughs> and how their dates have gone, how we can best support them. And I get it, right? I don't expect non-parent friends to have 100% of the conversation fall on just parenting or even like not even like 65% of the conversation about parenting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If one, it's something they're not interested or in or two, it's just not where they are yet. I'm like trying to analyze why that is. And I feel like it's because there's an overlap, right? Like we've all dated, we've all gone through that process. Yeah. So all of us will understand that experience. But with parenting, it's just, yeah, it's just, it's just more of a one-sided conversation. And that's why those conversations don't happen too much. But I would agree. I think for me, I also kind of just filter and let the friend that I'm talking to kind of lead the conversation to see what they ask. Mm -hmm. And even if it's about my kid, usually it's a short conversation yeah yeah <laughs> and i'm like so how are you doing how are you yeah i try to i try to so cut it off about you. because yeah that, that could go on forever yeah but i feel like that's why it's so important to have friends who are sort of in the same boat as you you know mm -hmm. going through the same season of life as you because it's important to have that emotional support yeah with mom friends too is there anything a friend or even a family member has done that rubbed you the wrong way from the context of being a parent Perhaps their intentions were good, but the delivery or the end result made you feel a certain way. Yes, actually. There's like one. I don't know why this Ooh. is like so memorable for me, but it actually happened earlier this year with dun, 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 my mom. <gasps> oh, no. Okay. I know. Yeah. Well, the situation is that my parents live with us. And so there are definitely pros and cons with that. More pros. But anyway, Isla was not feeling well one day. And she was running a fever. And so she took a little break from whatever she was doing and was laying on my stomach. And so we were just laying there on the couch, just in silence, like not saying anything. I'm just like laying there with my eyes closed. I'm just like oh, processing that great Isla's sick again, you know? Mm -hmm. And so my mom walks by and just immediately felt intruding in our space for some reason. Like she didn't even say anything. She just kind of walked by and like was kind of like looking in like, and concerned for Isla, rightfully so, right? Yeah. And so I was like, oh, I told her Isla has a fever. And she she goes mom mode immediately and was like, oh, you should change her outfit. Put a wet towel on her head. And I told her, I was like, oh, I'm just going to give her a light bath in a bit. And she goes, oh, no, like, you never give them a bath. They have a fever. And like, just the way that she said, this is all in Vietnamese. I forget mm -hmm. how she said it, but it was just mm -hmm. like, whoa. And like, in that moment, I'm not saying anything because I don't want to react a certain way in front of Isla. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But she walks away probably thinking like, what kind of crazy idea? Like, give her a bath. Like, you know, and for me in that moment, I was like giving Isla a lukewarm bath to help relieve her of her fever yeah. and congestion was going to be like the absolute worst thing in the world to do. And I just felt like Ugh, in that mm -hmm. moment, you know, I'm just like. I know it's well-intended. Like, I know that's how, that's a mom thing and she means well, but it's just how she sounds when she says it. And it's the tone. A lot of it has to do with how she approached the situation and how that statement was delivered and how she made it seem like I was incapable of making the right decision as a parent yeah. in that moment. And yeah. so that made me, that definitely rubbed me the wrong way. And I'm just like, <sighs> had to bite my tongue in that moment, but. I mean, I didn't end up giving her a bath. It was just like, you know, you end up like following. Uh, and end, I end up listening to her. So I'm just like, oh, God. Yeah. Like, Did you ever let me approach her or ask her, you know, to not After, like, parent no. you parenting? No. No, I don't think I've ever. No, I feel like she would take it the wrong way. Yeah. If I, if I like, I don't know. 
I don't know how I how I go about addressing that ever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you 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 live with her, right? Is this the first yeah. time this has sort of come up, or other times? Uh, to this had, maybe like... to this extent. Yeah, maybe to this extent. Yeah, nothing. Everything else is like very minor issues, but like, yeah, this one it was just maybe how she how she delivered it was yeah was not very kind <laughs> yeah. in my mind. Yeah, she probably just went into like full mama bear, like seeing a sick like, kid. No, mode like don't, just... like don't do that. I'm yeah. just like, uh, uh, okay, like, <laughs> like what if I was just at home? Like if she wasn't around, I would have done all that and would have felt fine. But because she said like, no, that's not something you should do, and it's just like made me feel some type of way, and I'm just like, oh, made yeah. made me feel really little. Oh, you're like I am yeah. a child. I am your yeah, child. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. a little girl who has a little girl. Stop, mom. <laughs> exactly. I'm an adult. I'm a mom. Oh, man. Yeah, I've definitely felt that way, too, with other just family members. Sometimes when we're out, I remember when it was like the first even like few months, I forgot like some wipes or something in the car. And then my aunts were like, oh, like, oh, you haven't gotten used to being a mom yet. And I was like, Ugh. wow. <laughs> wow, you guys. Like, it's just, these comments are just, like, it's so jabby. It, it hurts. It, yeah. it truly does hurt. Also, for the record, I've never heard of not giving your child a bath when they're sick. I personally feel like it's helpful what, to help with their congestion and to, like, clean out all the snot and, like, their entire face yeah. and all of that and clean out all the germs, basically, that's on their body. Yeah. So, I don't know. But your mom is so sweet. I met her during Isla's birthday and she is so sweet. <laughs> that's good to hear that that was maybe one of the only times that that kind of came up in, in one way. But still, it's frustrating. Yeah. Well, I know this episode focuses on how, you know, people without kids can sort of support their parent friends more from our perspective as moms of what our friends have done for us or what our parents have not done well for us. I don't know <laughs> with that last story, but, you know, what our friends have done for us that has been truly meaningful and helpful. And I hope this episode for some of you out there who want to set more intentional touch points with your friends, this is uh, an episode that was helpful for you. I'm also aware that we as parents taking on this newer identity is also our responsibility to show up for our non-parent friends and definitely put in the work to show that we're still the same people, that we still love them as much as we have within our friendships. At the end of the day, communication is key. It's the responsibility of both people involved to share how they're feeling, how they can both be supported during this time. And again, it's not just the non-parent friend doing all the work to show up. We as parents also have to communicate what's important for us in our relationships. It is a two-way street, and maybe we can talk more generally about friendships between new parents and child-free friends in a separate episode. But thank you so much, Kathy, for joining us today and sharing Yay. your thoughts on this topic. Thank really you. appreciate thank you. Thank you. Hopefully this is uh, the first of many episodes of Spill the Baby Tea that we will bring you back on. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. I'm ready. I'm ready. Is there anything else that you want to share say hi anything to our listeners say hi you've been talking so not hi. say hi hello hi <laughs> no but <laughs> say hi uh no but maybe just thank you to everyone here that's listening because even if you've only been following me through the abg episodes like i've shared two of the most challenging seasons of my life in these episodes yeah. in which i've received so much love and support and encouragement for so 
Thank you guys. And thank you, Helen, Mel, and Janet for just giving me this platform to be able to connect and share my story with everyone. Oh, we always love having you on, Kathy. You're literally thank like you. one of our favorite guests. How can our listeners connect with you if they would like to? Um, yeah, you can find me mostly on Instagram and TikTok at It's Kathy. Yee, Y-E-E. <laughs> what should we do Yay. for the thumbnail for this episode? <laughs> Yay. I, oh, I know, huh? Yeah, what do you do? Let's figure out your, a, a reel. Let's do a reel together or a TikTok. I'm not a TikToker, so I say reel, but okay. people say TikTok. But let's, let's figure something out. You can just out. easily upload those on TikTok and I know. Make it you also have to teach me how to easy. do that. I sound old. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know. There's like a, a water mark. <laughs> oh, yes. I, I got you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Love it. Okay. If you are tuning into this pod, check out our Instagram post that we will post our reel on Instagram and maybe TikTok for this episode. You can find this podcast at Asian Boss Girl, me at HWUWU, ho woo woo, and Kathy at ye Y-E-E, it's Kathy. And as you know by now, we have mini shows out every Tuesday and our main show on Thursdays. From us and my little bubs. <laughs> Bye for now. Thanks, Kathy.